I sure am, yeah. All right, there we go. We had some technical difficulties. Much of <laughs> big, big apologies to my listeners. This is my first uh, phone interview, and that's a huge honor to have Morley uh, be my first phone interview. So um, uh, before we start off with the great songs that you uh, sent me to discuss, uh, I just wanted to see if you can give a brief uh, background into just how you got into art and uh, your specific style of art, how you developed that. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I uh, I grew up in, in a place called Iowa, uh, which is in the middle of the country. For those who don't know, I'm sure most do. But uh, so I grew up in a in, in a smallish town in Iowa, and uh, I'd never really heard of street art per se, except for you know, um, you know, curse words drawn on bathroom stall doors. And uh, so then I, when I went to, uh, to college in New York City, I went to a place called the School of Visual Arts, and I started seeing street art everywhere, you know, from graffiti to, you know, um, wheat pasting stuff and stickers and things like that. And I, and I just got really excited by it because it was, I think the main difference between um, street art and, and, and traditional art is, is that uh, as opposed to sort of, trying to constantly ask an audience to come into your environment and see, you know, something that you've made, you're really bringing your work into a person's environment, into the world's environment. Right. So that just got me really excited. Um, and so I decided to, to start doing it in, in college while I was there. And I started with, you know, stickers and things like that. And then when I moved out to Los Angeles, it just kind of grew and has, has, has continued to grow. So now I put posters up that, uh, that have these slogans, uh, different things that I've, I've written uh, on the streets, and, uh, and and I always include a picture of myself because right. um, for me the thing is I, I wanted to create art that was that someone could really connect with in a, in a personal and an intimate way, and I thought that you know a big part of, of creating a personal and an intimate relationship is vulnerability and honesty, and so I didn't think that a person would create. Um, a relationship with something unless they felt like there was really a person behind it, you know? I mean, I always think about, you know, someone like Banksy, for example, who's, you know, super cool, but, you know, the truth is his his his, his sort of whole, whole mythology is kind of created because it can be because he's anonymous, you know? And, and I thought, well, you know, I'm not as cool as Banksy is, and <laughs> pretending to be would probably be, uh, you know... Would just sort of blow up in my face, I think, you know. Yeah. So, um, so I decided to sort of really stand behind my behind the words that I was putting up in a in a, a literal and figurative way. So, yeah, that's sort of, I guess, my work in a nutshell. I guess. Yeah, I think it's really cool that you can be uh, transparent by you know putting yourself up with your artwork so people can you know see what you look like. It's um, you know ruling out that anonymous thing and, and just showing people who you are. Yeah, it's funny though. It never occurred to me when I really started that uh, that uh, it, it also creates a, a way of, of people really being able to sort of communicate back. You know, uh, there's 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 a very specific kind of rejection when you write something that's sort of very uh, uniquely uh, something that you're going through emotionally, and uh, you know, someone draws a penis across your face or something like that. <laughs> Okay, um, can we uh, start off by uh, choosing one of the songs that you uh, chose to play? Sure. All right, here we go. All right, so uh, what made you choose uh, that song specifically? Well, uh, for me, Beulah has always been one of my all-time favorite bands, especially bands to see live. 
uh, that song has just always been a huge, uh, a huge favorite of mine. Uh, I just love the sort of slow build and the anticipation is, is amazing with that song. And, and uh, it's funny because uh, there's just there's, there's some bands that I think make you really sort of like allow you to kind of be your goofy self. And, and uh, every time I would see them live, I just would like felt like I turned into a different person, you know, like uh, I, I wasn't afraid to sort of dance and enjoy the music. And there's actually a tour documentary that they put out. Uh, where uh, I, unbeknownst to me, was filmed because at the end they would invite people onto the stage to like dance along with their music, and so I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm there!" And I, that's what I looked like. Oh my god, <laughs> like ridiculous looking. So, uh, so they've always been one of my favorite bands. Yeah, yeah, I really like the horns in that. Um, that's like when I displayed it yesterday to see uh, what it sounded like. Um, it just sounded, you know, kind of silly and kind of fun, especially with those horns. Um, yeah. <laughs> in case you guys are wondering, that was, you said Beulah? Yep, Beulah with, with their uh, song Emma Blowgun's Last, Last Stand. Stand uh, from their album When Your Heartstrings Break. Um, we're going to play another song that Mar- uh, Morley has chosen uh, by Archers of Loaf. And I uh, have a question just about um, what the meaning of the song is. So we're going to play a clip of that really quick. Cool. So I was wondering, is that song like a dig at the music industry? I had to play a radio edit, uh, obviously. <laughs> no problem, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting is that, uh, you know, I, I would actually say that that, that band, Archers of Loaf, they're one of those bands where I'm not sure if I've ever completely understood uh, any of the lyrics in their songs, really, per se. I mean, I, I think that, that they're an interesting band because I think that... Uh, one of those bands where the lyrics are kind of like the, the words themselves are almost just like the sounds are important rather than the, the actual meaning of the words. They're like they're just sort of using lyrics as another instrument in a way, you know, like which I always sort of related to like when uh, English speaking bands get successful in parts of the world where they don't speak English. You know, the people are singing along and, and it's questionable whether they know what they're singing along. Yeah. They kind of are just like, you know, singing whatever the sort of sounds that are that they hear are, you know? And so um, I think to me that there is something about that band and the fact that they could create uh, songs where the lyrics became kind of secondary to, to, the, to the mood they were trying to create with each song. Although I think you're right. I think that that song does have, have uh, some, you know, it came out in the sort of in the 90s, you know, and, and was all about, I think, the idea of taking something that's, you know, indie rock and kind of like bringing it to the mainstream and what that kind of does and how the sort of corporatization of the music industry can, can be a, a, a bad thing. Um, so, right, because I, I kind of got the vibe it's, that it was about maybe, you know, selling out because it said some stuff about A&R and, you know, I was right. thinking about talent scouts and all that, you know, that whole thing of trying to make it big. But yeah, I really um, like what you were saying about maybe not speaking the language, but you, you still feel it. And, um, right. you know, the lyrics kind of being used as not just finding the meaning, but, you know, more of a feeling and the way things are said and how they're said and intonation and everything. That's really interesting to kind of uh, take in when it comes to music. Well, thanks. Yeah, I, I, to me, that band, you know, growing up in a, in a smaller town, um, you kind of, it's like new music isn't always sort of floating in. You kind of really have to seek it out and find it. Um, and and I, I, I've, my experience with it was that you, you really kind of, when you find a band that no one else has kind of discovered first for you, and not that no one has ever heard of the band, but just that for me, there was no one that introduced me to the band. I kind of like found them out through sort of, Oh, I like this band, and then this band led to this band, and this band led to this band. Yeah. Um, 
And so, you know, when you find that band, they become so important to you because they're like, they're your band. They're the band that like, that you can sort of say, you know, stick a flag in and say, this one's mine. You know, this, this is part of who I'm going to sort of define myself as. And they were one of those bands for me and, and, uh, still one of my favorite bands. And the guy, uh, the lead singer went on to form a band called Crooked Fingers, uh, which is also amazing as well. All right. Well, I have to check that out. But yeah, I, I wasn't sure if it had like a, a deeper message. I, I felt like it was kind of a dig at the industry. Um, I'm so sure I, it is. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to kind of see um, if, if you uh, had an explanation. So uh, next track is by Less Than Jake. Uh, it's called Look What Happened, and it's from the album Borders and Boundaries. So we're going to play that right now. That was Less Than Jake with Look What Happened from the album Borders and Boundaries. Like that ska feel. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's funny to listen to it now. I, you know, it, it, it sounds so dated in a way, but uh, still a great song. For me, that song was was like an anthem in, in in high school because, you know, again, I grew up in a in a in a town that I was sort of by the time I was you know sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, I was really itching to get out of it. Right. And um, and so that song really meant a lot for me. It kind of summed up a lot of sort of the experiences that I you know was feeling in high school, um, and I think that you know. The interesting thing I, I discovered was that getting out of my my small town and, and, and moving to New York was it was an important experience to me because it, I thought like okay I'll get out of this small town I'll, I'll move to New York and once I get there I'll start I'll finally start sort of being the person that I want to be and living the life that I want to live and mm-hmm. and I got there and sort of realized like oh you know I'm the same person I'm just in a different environment and, yeah and and so I think that. Uh, that for me, the the interesting thing about that experience was was realizing that you know becoming the person that you want to be. It's not about just sort of finding yourself in a new environment. It's really about kind of like taking the time to look inside you and sort of say, okay, what is it going to take for me to be to be satisfied with 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 who I am? And uh, so the beginning of that kind of was one of the important catalysts and and really sort of how my art sort of started to take shape because. Um, I really wanted to kind of create something that someone could could understand and relate to in a way that you know they're having a bad day at work, they're you know they're frustrated with you know some disappointment that they've faced, and, mm-hmm. and I wanted them to to be walking down the street and see something that I've done and say you know wow that that that's something that that is that is that I can relate to and that is a part of me and something that I maybe push aside or something that you know some part of me that I'm I'm embarrassed of. And yeah, so I think I, that, I know a, a lot uh, yeah, of people like can so definitely feel that from from reading your uh, your work with things like forget how much it hurts and try again or we wear the same sun. It's just such inspirational messages like that, or to your humorous ones where you say I, I love you because we hate the same things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just just seeing that, especially in the city where I feel like everyone's kind of closed off and in their own world and everything's fast paced, where we don't really have time to kind of look around and and see what's going on around us and take it all in and, and reflect. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I think that it's important to 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 always sort of take that moment in your day to sort of to, to sort of look at yourself and say, okay, who am I? Where am I right now? What what what's going on in my life? And and uh, what's what's something that I'm struggling with that that uh, that I can try and address? You know? Yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to play some more songs by Morley after these announcements. Uh, you're tuned into KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is Mosaic of Sound. I'm DJ Shawnee having uh, just great conversations about music and really uh, great choices by Los Angeles-based street artist Morley. So don't you go anywhere. we got some more great stuff coming your way.
All right, uh, let's get back with Morley. How are you doing, Morley? Yeah, good. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. Good, good. So we're at 7.30 right now. Uh, I have a Los Angeles-based street artist, Morley, on the line. He's sharing some songs that um, have influenced him in his life and uh, influenced his artwork. And I just had a question of whether um, there were any songs that um, have inspired just different phrases that you come up with or if you listen to music to kind of get in a, a state of mind to to even just get your mind going you know when you're trying to get ideas and stuff definitely music is, is a huge inspiration uh for, for my work i mean obviously lyrics are very similar to the kind of stuff that i would put on a poster um so i listen to music constantly it's like whenever i'm working i just need constantly playing because uh and i and i think that it's important you know that that all artists kind of use as many different mediums uh for inspiration you know i think it's it's good for you know, an artist to, to check out, you know, photography and even like modern dance and, you know, theater and things like that, because I think it all can kind of feed some part of you creatively. And I think that if you get too sort of stuck in one kind of medium, I think it, it starts to become sort of too repetitious, the, the actual, the output. And so for me, you know, music has, has been a big, a big part of, of what I do and, and, and why I do it. Um, and yeah, I mean the the, the great uh, lyricists that I admire are you know the the kind of that that's the kind of work that I would I would love to to, to be able to create in terms of the, the 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 wonderful lyrics that they you know imagine. So yeah, so music is a huge part. And actually, the the, the next song uh, that we're going to play is, is a big uh, is a big influence for me because. Um, it's the, the band Death Cap for Cutie, and, and they kind of sum up my college years. I discovered them when I was in college, and they kind of became, you know, the sort of the band that I was listening to. And uh, one of the things that I think is important about them for me creatively was that they, they really were able to create this this sense of balance between the universal and the very specific. You know, I think, yeah. you know, you can, you can write a song that you feel like is so specific to you and so specific to something you're going through, and yet at the same time, you know, people can listen to it and say, wow, that seems so specifically about me. And so I find that the more you can, you can create something that, that you think is, is, is very unique to what you're going through, the more that we realize, like, oh, we're all kind of going through something similar in some way. And I think that's one of the things that really unifies us when we can, when we can realize, like, wow, you know, we're 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 all going through something, and and we're not really even going through something that's that original. You know, everybody yeah, sort of we, we kind of think that right. you know I'm the only one going through this, and you know I'm the only one that understands this. But it's crazy how exactly. many people are dealing with it. Yeah, yeah exactly. And there's a, there's and a specific that, lyric that in this band. Death Cab song that I want to to ask you about. But go on, go ahead. No, just yeah, I was, was going to say that the the, uh, the the lyrics that they that they create, that sort of you know, and then and the mood that they create with the actual music, I think is is something that that's really uh, that I think a lot of people can really appreciate, and and uh, and that's one of the reasons that the band is so beloved, I think, by so many. All right, so we're going to be playing "Death Cab for Cutie," blacking out the friction from their album, the Photo Album. So here we go. Yeah, so is that lyric specifically where he's saying? Uh, I think that it's brainless to assume that making changes to your Windows view will give you a new perspective. So I, I don't know if, if, if that lyric specifically hit you or if there was another lyric in the song maybe. or I know that one's pretty powerful for me. No, absolutely. I think that speaks to a lot of what I was talking about earlier, which right. is that, that notion that you know going and, and making sort of superficial changes can somehow be the thing that, that solves the 
problem of you, you know? And I mm-hmm. think that, uh, yeah, I think they, they really nailed it on the head with that. And um, I hope you guys like that song. Cause it's, yeah, to me, it's really powerful. I love what you were saying about them, just how the, the mood that they can create. And um, that's, for me, yeah, there's a really deep lyric on, it's not about the, the outward and what's going on outside of you. It's in you, you know? If you have that problem mm-hmm. in you, no matter where totally. you go, it's going to stay there, you know? Absolutely. All right, and we're going to be playing uh, Jim and Sam with uh, their single, My Body, My Bones. I really like this one. I've never heard of them before, um, but I really like the vibe on this one. So, Okay, so what was behind this selection here? Well, I'm actually good friends with uh, with that band, um, and they're just one of those bands. I think, well, I, I sort of started listening to them when I, when I came to Los Angeles, when I moved here, and, um, and they're just one of those things where when you become friends with people that are so talented, mm-hmm. you just think to yourself, like, man... It just it gives you hope that that uh, that when there's when there's people that are as talented as they are that are still waiting to sort of break out um, that you just think if man if, if if they're this talented and they're still waiting then it's you know then then maybe there's a shot for the rest of us too you know <laughs> I, it's sort of funny because it's like you know you think to yourself sometimes you can have those friends where they're they're chasing a dream or something and they say like you know I just I don't know maybe I should just give up and you think well. Well, no. I mean, you you can't give up. You're too good. I mean, it's, the people that give that give up are supposed to be the ones that that, that aren't good enough. But, but <laughs> right. if you're if you're amazing, then then how could you possibly ever give up? You know. Right. So uh, so just being friends with them and listening to their music and and being inspired by them has been a, a great help for me. And and uh, and they're just they're just an amazing uh, duo. And I highly recommend you go see one of their shows because they're they're just, they're great. I think they're playing at the Troubadour soon as well. Oh, okay. um, yeah, because yeah, I really like that. They'll have a pulling album out soon too, which uh, which will be amazing. All right, are they from LA? Uh, I mean, they're based out of LA. I, oh, okay. I, I think, uh, yeah, they, they think uh, each of them are from different parts of the country originally, but uh, but yeah, they're 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 an LA band. Okay, yeah, because I, I know I try to you know play music by artists like you were saying that are so talented that you wonder why they're not you know more popular than they are and and sometimes it gets a bit depressing when you know they've been working at it for years and they're just you know they're not getting the notoriety that they should um yeah so, sure. um, <laughs> we're gonna uh play one last song um which is a really awesome choice by morley uh it's a track by weezer called uh, Only in Dreams. We're going to play a clip of that and just have a discussion on uh, what that song uh, means to him, uh, why he chose it. And uh, yeah, so here we go. All right, why the Weezer song? What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that there's, you know, it's, it's funny. I think that there's, there's albums that come along in your life just when you need them. And for me, the, the Blue Album was one that came along at just the right time and, and really defined a lot of things for me. And um, you know, it, it was, I was in seventh grade and, you know, at that time, you know, everybody saw Kurt Cobain as this god and was like, this is what you aspire to. This is the coolest person you could ever hope to be. And I just said to myself, like, there's just no way. I'm just nothing like that guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, I love Nirvana. I love, you know, all the music of that, of that era, but I never felt like I could ever, could ever exist in that, in that universe. And so, you know, when I started listening to Weezer, I was like, "This, this is me. This is there. There's, <laughs> there, there, there are, you know, this. a bunch of guys that are singing about, you know, um, playing D and D in their garage and comic books and sweaters and, and, they and write music that, <laughs> sweaters that, you know, unraveling. A, you know, a, a sort of a, a dopey looking guy in glasses. Yeah. And, and I thought, well, that's that's who I am. And, and so, <laughs> so that was one of those. This, that song specifically, I feel like. It was one of those songs that really kind of, I just remember like lying on my bedroom floor and 
junior high and just like thinking like this guy gets me this, this is <laughs> this is really like he understands my 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 mind and, yeah. and so for me that's really what i aspire to with my with my artwork is i really want people to look at something that i've done and think like i'm not alone i'm not the only person that feels this way i'm not the only person that struggles with these things i'm not the only person that needs this kind of encouragement yeah and i think that that's that's why you know uh music and art is so important is it really it makes us it makes us realize that that you know we're all in this together and we're all sort of going through this thing called life and so yeah, I think that uh, if I can help, you know, do that and sort of give that relief in any sort of way, then I consider it an honor. Yeah, I, I just think what you do is beautiful. The message behind it and, you know, just your your motives for doing it just seems so genuine and real. And I think so many people can see that and resonate that. Um, I don't know if you'll know, you know, just how, how much you've reached people who have gone through some, you know, really dark things and, you know, personal things and the fact that you can just kind of go out and, and do something and, and see how many people can relate to what you do is awesome. And I just want to thank you for calling in at 7 a.m. Um, <laughs> to, to share your songs, to share, you you know, just your heart with with the listeners. It's it's much appreciated, everyone. This is Los Angeles-based street artist Morley uh, phoning in for KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Uh, Mosaic of Sound. Oh, hey that's LA for you. Uh, Mosaic of Sound. <laughs> I'm DJ Shawnee. Morley, you have a beautiful Tuesday, a beautiful day, beautiful morning, and thank you so much for your support and, uh, yeah, just for reaching out, and, and I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. It was an honor.